Hello, and welcome to the show, where we ask Rita Harrison, the foremost authority on the Willow system, questions from listeners about health, healing, and happiness. My name is Annie Alvarez. Here is a request from a listener. I recently attended your Family Dynamics Sunday seminar, and the word entanglement came up so much, I would like to let other people know about this. So that was the Family Dynamics seminar. And entanglement, I'm glad that you bring that up. Entanglement is actually very common. And people usually don't know about that because they don't have access that to that kind of information. Or if they know, they are very often unaware of it, that they have entanglements. Mm-hmm. What does that mean in the family dynamic sense? It means that we are taking on somebody else's story of life, conflicts, unresolved issues, patterns, and so on, without noticing it. So those people can be descendants from us, you know, that we, that we do it that way around, but usually... They are our forefathers or people who have been there before, ancestors, parents, and so on. Even ancestors that we have never met. So let's say, I give you an example from my own life Mm -hmm. first, and then we can see what else serves here. I was entangled. It came out in a family constellation work that I did back in Germany a, a long time ago. And it came out that I was entangled with my great-grandmother. So how did that show up? In my life, it showed up that I always felt I don't have a a right to live. I don't have a right to thrive. I don't have a right to have an easier life. I was always dreaming and thinking and you know my whole mind was all about war and being persecuted and then somebody will be out there and get me and concentration camps and stuff like that and at a very young age so my friends very often told me how can you how can you have that in your mind and how can you say things like that for example I always said oh sorry that I'm alive sorry that I'm living Mm -hmm. and I was excusing myself for being there and I always was thinking about dying and death and all those kind of things and also I was always afraid that somebody gets me yeah or uh, kills me and I don't want that and all those kind of things so um when you are entangled, what some of the signs are that it doesn't make sense that you are feeling what you're feeling, or it doesn't make sense that uh, you're thinking certain things, or that you have a certain lifestyle, or that you have a, you choose a certain partnership or things like that or career so it doesn't make sense yeah the other thing is that you're fanatically fighting for the rights of someone else when you are entangled that can be a sign or that you're when you suffer very often it comes from an unresolved issue that our ancestors had and they were suffering from something from a loss or from an injustice or being abandoned or being an outcast, you know, all those kind of things, taboos, secrets, and persecution. 
when we take that on, we have that suffering, but nothing happened in our lives that actually explains that kind of suffering mm -hmm. and also how we deal with the suffering. So entangled people, they are always like radiating, you know, it's actually not that they are all devastated about the suffering when they talk about it and when they are in that state or in a certain subject that comes out of entanglement in their life, then they radiate light. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense. So mm -hmm. when you see them, how they suffer and how they radiate from the yes, yeah, from it, the they, suffering. This is usually an entanglement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just a few of the signs. So what happened with me in the family dynamic work that I then had is that we found out because you take then people out of the group. That was what we did in Germany in the constellation work. I do it a little bit differently mm -hmm. in the classes and also in my training and also with my sessions. Mm -hmm. But that's what we did then. So you take people that stand for a certain person in your family. Like I took somebody standing for my father, standing for my mom, standing for death and all those kind of things that mm -hmm. were important for my specific family. And the person that was standing for my great-grandmother and I... You know, we were, the entanglement showed that I actually couldn't move forward and she couldn't move forward on a spiritual or soul level mm -hmm. because she felt guilty that I couldn't live my life and she mm -hmm. wanted really, this is what comes out in those family dynamics a lot when you look at them, the dead ones always want to give you their blessing. Mm -hmm. They want that you're happy. Those who are left behind or who come later that they don't suffer. You know, and especially not for circumstances they, that they had to go through. It somehow puts a burden also on those people. So you could see all of this in our, in my family constellation. So then we did a ritual about that, a healing ritual where I bowed to her. And I was like bowing to what happened. And you know, and this is something how you can also see when an entanglement comes, not always. So what I want to make sure is that I'm not talking about generalizations here. You always have to be careful how you judge the individual situation. But very often there are similarities or analogies, I think you say in English, where, you know, my my great-grandmother was killed in the war, mm -hmm. but not by the, uh, you know, she was executed mm -hmm. by uh, Yugoslavians. Mm -hmm. They were Yugoslavian Germans in a German village in Serbia. So she was executed. She didn't do anything. She was an old woman, yeah, and mm -hmm. her husband with her. On January 30, 1945, I was born, and sometimes those dates or names or similar things, you know, that look alike can be a hint that there is a, a entanglement. I was born January 30, 1965. Yeah, not 45, mm. 65. <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah, but the same 20 day. years later. And uh, sometimes the, you can see that with the dates, with the mm. names, with other things, or when something happens in a similar way, mm -hmm. or at a certain time in life, mm -hmm. or at a certain time in year that happened to somebody that you are entangled with before. Mm -hmm. it the story repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And th the problem is we can take something good out of the entanglement because I, mm -hmm. I learned something, you know, that I wouldn't have learned maybe, you know, about history 
about family dynamics, about psychology, psychiatry, all those kind of things. But um, actually, it's better when you make your choices not out of entanglements, not out of freedom mm -hmm. and liberation. So what we did is, in this constellation work, we did a ritual. Mm -hmm. And I said before, but then I explained a little bit other stuff, that I was, you know, humbling, bowing to the bigger picture that happened to the history of that time. Mm -hmm. I was giving her back her honor by mentioning, you know, what she went through, so that this has a rightful place and is acknowledged. Mm -hmm. This is a very important key to healing, because mm -hmm. entanglement is a repetition, but it doesn't heal. That's the downside of entanglement. Besides other things, mm -hmm. it's that it doesn't go anywhere. Just it's a just a, an ongoing story. Yeah, usually also perpetrators and victims have an entanglement. You know, so between people and countries, mm -hmm. and also in families, uh, when somebody was the perpetrator and somebody was the victim of a certain circumstance, uh, they are very entangled with each other. Very entangled. What I then did, I gave the rightful place and I mentioned what happened. And I gave her back what I was carrying for her. Mm -hmm. Mentioning that I'm just a child, I don't have a right to carry it. It's not, I can't carry it. Do you hear the difference? It's beyond that. Mm -hmm. I don't even have a right because I didn't go through this story. Mm -hmm. So I... I don't have a right to carry it. I'm too small. I, I didn't experience what she experienced. Mm -hmm. I don't have a right to carry that kind of burden. I give it back. Mm -hmm. And that way she can find wholeness, you know, mm -hmm. in her own way. I mention it so that it's it's not repeating itself anymore. Mm -hmm. I give it a place in the, in the history for everybody to be seen so that things like that are said you know, into the rightful place too, so that we don't just think it's okay to kill people. You know, not everybody who was German at that time, not even everybody who was in the SS at that time was a Nazi. Mm -hmm. And those people didn't do to deserve that. Mm -hmm. And so when this is not clear, that creates entanglements very often over generations and generations and way beyond that. This is why some people in some countries have a never-ending conflict, which could be actually ended with a disentanglement ritual. Mm -hmm. And that way, so I felt then I give back her honor, and I take, I give you yours, and I take mine. Okay. And that way, I, I, I could feel that freeing release immediately, and I could feel a good bond between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Not an entangled bond, you know, where you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could feel a good bond so that she could could be my ancestors from whom I come and who gives me a good power. And I can take whatever happened to another level so that something good can come out of what actually caused suffering in the first place. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. It can be very freeing for a lot of generations. Mm -hmm. It's like a domino effect backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. I hope that that is, you know, that is understandable how I was describing mm -hmm. that. And once you disentangle, you, you never have to do that again. I found out that there can be entanglements on different levels, mm -hmm. you know, with different kind of subjects and people. But... Um, 
people usually think they have to live with it, but you don't have to live with it. And as I said, it doesn't solve anything. You can really change something about it from one moment to the next in the family as well as in the big society. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said something about disentangle because, you know, first we were recognizing the problem and, of, of course, there's some kind of a solution because so many people um, think that they have to live with something like you were saying to know that you can do something to change your life and move on, um, you know, is freeing. Um, I actually can think of a lot of people in my life I know that would probably think that they have an entanglement. I personally think that I have some entanglement sometimes with my father because he's not alive anymore. And what is your example? When uh, Maybe you have a good example that's a little bit different It is my example. It is a little bit different because mm-hmm. my father is not an ancestor to me. You know, he, he, he was there for my life. I saw him, I met him, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, I knew him for the first eight years of my life, and then my parents got divorced, and, and he went away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything anymore where he was. All I knew was the stories I was told about his childhood. And there were some very tragic things. When he was about eight years old, his mother got very ill and needed to be taken to the hospital. And um, his father, my grandfather, had was getting her in the car, rushing off to the hospital. And my father was a young boy and went out to the car to say goodbye to his mother and went to go kiss her, give her a kiss goodbye through the window was down. And his father was so upset and distraught, he pulled away, not noticing, and went to the hospital, and she died there. And my father, I know how he felt. I know how he felt without ever hearing because it was very similar to how I lost my father. I was a little bit of a different age, but I thought I was going to see him when I was 15, found out word of where he was and planned it and planned it that night. Couldn't sleep. And then the next day was grasping this dream in my hand, going to go kiss my father. And I got a phone call that he had had died in a car accident. And what I really felt like, I literally felt like I would at the moment, like I went to go kiss and there was nothing there. And I kissed air. Like, you know, they show the same like man in this. And, and I, and that's, yeah. and that's, I, I know how mm-hmm. he, how he felt. Mm-hmm. We're both the oldest ch- mm-hmm. children to our mothers. Mm-hmm. So I think, that must feel like an entanglement because I can't explain why I didn't get to see him, yeah. but I felt like I was going to kiss her, and maybe yes. that was that's yes. Yes. could possibly be. Or his you feeling. know, when in like I think a lot of entanglement is in every family. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we look at people that are famous, and I can imagine that a lot of people in America can relate to that when they look at the Kennedys or so, you know. And it really looks like the story repeats itself, that all the men get killed or, you know, all that at a certain age, something happens Mm -hmm. to uh, the men or the women in the family Mm -hmm. or uh, things like that. So how can we apply that in our everyday life? I think, first of all, it's very important that we know about it at all Mm -hmm. because the information is not out there how it should be. Yeah, It's also important for our kids, not just for us, Mm -hmm. because some people, they think, oh, what was, was, and uh, it doesn't matter anymore, but it does. 
And because, you know, it's like this, our family system saves the energy, the information in the family field. In family constellation, we call that, that comes from, the expression comes from the founder of the family constellation, Bert Hellinger, the knowing field. Mm -hmm. So it is like a library that we build in our family system, in every system, of course. Mm -hmm. And this is not felt consciously. So it might be that somebody um, dies, like your mother dies, and you you have then the dynamic inside you, I follow you. Mm. And then you might develop deadly diseases, you know, or autoimmune diseases, or things, you know, like anorexia or something mm -hmm. like that. That that where you fade away, or I I go instead of you, like with anorexia. Actually, I have something else in my mind that very often it's the men in the family, the fathers who are not there or who are pulled out of the system for whatever reason, and or who are not considered as valuable as the women. So a lot of anorectic girls have that dynamic inside them, rather me than you. Dear father, you know, rather I fade away than you, dear father. Mm. And this is not felt consciously. It's not that I sit here, I drink my coffee in the morning, and I read it in the newspaper, and I really think, oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> but, but if we made it make it dependent on what's in our conscious mind, we don't even have to start with that. You know, this is there's a lot that's not in our conscious mind. But we can access this kind of information easily. So look when somebody behaves in a way that appears weird or somehow destructive, how could they be entangled? Or when they are fanatic about something, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yes. fanatically fighting for something to fulfill what the father couldn't fulfill you know, mm -hmm. or um, something like that, look at entanglement. When they're, then they're suffering and they look like they're actually enjoying the suffering. Mm -hmm. Look for entanglement. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm also interested in knowing what to do about my entanglement because I'm suffering from it. I feel like in relationships with men, mm -hmm. I do the same thing maybe mm -hmm. that my father did with women. Mm -hmm. Just almost and then I kiss air uh -huh. what is there so what you usually do is that I think it's not a self-help tool this one so I, I I think you need to see what is needed in that specific system with a practitioner mm -hmm. yeah so like in a private session or people go to family constellation groups and stuff I personally offer private sessions about that uh -huh. but what you can do uh, is that you give back you know, whatever I carry for you, you can make a ritual. And it doesn't work when you do it with a mind. Mm -hmm. It needs to be deeper you know, than that. It's like in the heart and in our soul. And also sometimes it takes a while until we can really do that. We say it, but we're not really performing it yet. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I can say that make a, make a ritual, put this person in front of you. Tell them how much you love them, that you give them a rightful place in their heart, in your heart, that they give you a rightful place in their heart, and you honor them by giving back whatever is theirs to carry. The show was produced by Polly Harrison, and if you have any questions, please send them to info at willowforyou.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at 
Willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.